Hello and welcome back, or welcome if you're new here, Tweens Not Kids. I'm ABJ, your host. Today, I decided to do a bonus episode about society's cage in Washington, D.C. I'm going to talk about, about all how I felt and everything. So let's get into it. When I went to Society's Cage, it was at the National Mall. It was in between the Washington Monument and the Capitol. Society's Cage is going to keep moving until they find a perfect home for it. To me, where it was, was a perfect home for it. You can see from one side the Washington Monument, and on the other side you see the Capitol. So you can see how America worked hard and how America still needs to work on racism. So when I went to society's cage, there was a sign in front of the cage that explained how they built it and what the story was behind each piece and what each piece of the cage represents. The sign also had a breathing exercise for you to do when you went into the cage. But I will talk about that later when I talk about going into the cage. But back to the sign. It also included when society's cage was built and why it was built. The last thing the sign said was how they got the money to build Society's Cage. I'll give you the answer to that. They got donations from the public and a partnership with the Smith Group and American Institute of Architects Foundation. I will have the link to the website in the description for both of those things. I now want to talk about the words around the cage. But before I talk about the words, I first want to say they were roses at each corner, which I thought was beautiful. The first thing the sign, the rim of the cage said, was about George Floyd and his death. This is what I say, and I repeat, this is a quote. I'm not claiming this as my own. It was on the rim, and this is a quote. George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, was murdered in Minneapolis, Minnesota, during an arrest for a illegal, sorry, illegal, Use, using a counterfeit bill. Court transcripts of police body camera recording shows him cooperating and repeatedly apologizing to officers after they approached his parked car. He was imploring them not to shoot him. It was when officers tried to put Floyd in their squad car that a struggle ensued. According to the report, Mr. Floyd became stiff, fell to the ground, and told the officers he was claustrophobic. The officers pulled him away from the vehicle, causing him to fall. He laid there, face down on the ground, still in handcuffs. Derek, the a white police officer, then placed his left knee on Mr. George Floyd's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Body cam footage from surrounding officers shows Mr. Floyd pleading, I can't breathe, more than 20 times as the officer pinned him to the asphalt. In the recording, Mr. Floyd can be heard pleading, please, 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 and saying, can't believe this, man. Mom, love you, love you. Tell my kids I love them. I'm dead. After approximately six minutes, George Floyd became non-responsive. Medical staff pronounced him dead an hour later. The next thing said, wrongfully convicted. So the next sign said, wrongfully convicted George Denny Jr. was a 14-year-old 
black boy who was accused of murdering two white girls. It took the twelve, twelve men on the white men on the jury ten minutes to find George guilty. The court sentenced him to die by electrocution. George was so small that he did not fit in the electric chair. The executioners sat him on a book so his head would reach the headpiece, strapped him in the, with thick leather straps that were too big for him, then executed the young boy. The next to last thing that was on the that was on the rim was on society's rim was forty nine percent out of two two thousand six hundred people absolved of crimes since nineteen fifty six. Nearly nearly half have been black in America. Nearly half have been black. In America, black people are far more likely to be wrongfully convicted of murder, sexual assault, and drug crimes. The last thing I'm going to share that was on the rim is very sad and disturbing. After learning of the lynching of her husband, Mary Turner, in her eighth month of pregnancy, vowed to find those responsible, swear out warrants against them, and have them punished in the courts. For making for making such a threat, a mob of several hundred men and women determined to teach her a lesson. After tying her ankles together, they hung her from a tree, head downward, dousing her clothes with gasoline. They burned them from her body while she was still alive. Someone then used a knife to cut open the woman's abdomen. The infant fell from her womb to the ground and cried briefly. Whereupon a member of this Vendoska, Georgia mob crushed the baby's head beneath his heels. I still can't get over the last part that was on the rim. It just make it just gave me chills down my spine having to talk about it. But it needs to be said and it needs to be heard. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is the inside of the cage and what happens when you go into the cage. So when you walk up the ramp, you will see a sign on the ground that says, "How long can you hold your breath?" Then, when you walk into the cage, the ground will have quotes about the Black Lives Matter movement and endless lives that have been taken because of the people who are racist and don't want Black Americans living on the world today. But anyway, I'm reading the website about Society's Cage. Um, I'm reading the website from the Smith Group, and that link will also be in the description. And it's on the website. Okay, I'm saying that, and this is not my own. This was on the website. So the cube、um, forms suggest a fair and equitable societal construct. The void carved out of the cube. The void is an obstacle. Filled path symbolizing Black American struggle for survival. The gravity data is physically manifest to demonstrate the odds stacked against Black Americans inside the weight of oppression is experienced. Bars. The perfect cube of bars represents the systematic oppression of white supremacy, actively subverting Black progress. One in four. One in four bars physically touches the ground, representing the statistical probability of being imprisoned as a Black American. The data systematic racism 
creates obstacles in every facet of life, employment, housing, education, police violence, and massacre. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to my podcast, leave a voice message on my website, and add comments to what you want future episodes to be about, and if you'd like to be a guest. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tweens Not Kids. Bye!